The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. After Jesus had fed the people, he made the disciples get into a boat and precede him to the other side of the lake while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came toward them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. At once, Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said to Jesus in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did Jesus' homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So everybody that's arrived at more or less our age knows well that life has its storms. If we still believe that life is just supposed to be a big bowl of cherries, then something's wrong with us because we know from experience that life can be indeed quite stormy as we go along. Sometimes the storms for little kids are being bullied on a playground. Sometimes for kids who've grown up a little bit more they're in their adolescence or early adulthood, it's, you know, relationship problems. She doesn't love me anymore. Sometimes for middle-aged people, the storms come in the form of financial problems, losing a job at a critical moment. How am I going to feed this family? And for us who either are approaching the 70s or the 80s, most of the time the storms come with the infirmities of age. They're not that fun. So if anyone still thinks life is supposed to be a bowl of cherries, there's something wrong with you. 
The storm that we encounter in today's gospel is, of course, a storm in real life. There's a sea that's churning, there's wind, probably lightning and thunder. It's a fearsome moment for Peter and the other 11. It's a storm, however, that also represents the storms of human life. It's a symbol, it's a sign of what we all experience in our lives. And we know from this story that there is an extraordinary moment in the midst of this storm when the disciples encounter Jesus coming to them to save them from the storm. Now, when people hear this story, they almost automatically focus in on Jesus walking on water. It's a powerful image, of course, and we can understand why that captures people's imaginations. I mean, Jesus in the midst of the storm, and he's walking on water. And we, we play with that image. As little kids, when we were at the lake, we'd jump off the dock and say, I can walk on water just like Peter or just like Jesus. Of course, we couldn't. We sank right away. You know, it's, it's a source of lots of jokes about, you know, Jesus walking on the water. It's maybe even a source of a song or two. There's one from, God, uh, from Jesus Christ Superstar where King Herod says, you know, so you are the Christ, the great Jesus Christ. Show to me that you're no fool. Walk across my swimming pool. It's, it's, it's a great scene. And everybody focuses in on, on that part of the story. And they forget the rest. So they focus on what happens, but forget the why and the who of what's happening in this story. Why? Why does this happen? Why does Jesus perform this sign? Is it to show off? Is it to pull another magic trick out of his hat and show everybody that, you know, he's got some divine power? Well, sort of, but not really. Jesus is not a show-off. Every time Jesus does something that's extraordinary, it's because he loves people. Jesus is not walking on the water to show himself off. As Herod says, to show that I'm not a fool. You know, he is walking on the water because he wants to save these disciples whom he loves. He loves them and so he wishes to save them from the storm that is ravaging their world at that particular moment in time and threatening even their lives. Those disciples know well that boats like theirs and storms like these often go under with their crew with them. Jesus saves them from the storm. He saves them from death because he loves them. But there's more to the story even than Jesus' love for his disciples. There are powerful images that we perhaps no longer capture here. There's echoes and undertones to this story. So Jesus walking over these rough, chaotic, dark, death-dealing seas would, in the Hebrew imagination, immediately take them back to the very opening of the scriptures. Genesis 1 where 
as God is creating this world of ours, it's described as a chaotic waters, as a storm, as a torment. The waters of chaos, the waters of darkness, it's roiling this chaotic sea of nothingness. And over the waters, the Spirit of God, the breath of God, the very grace of God hovers and calms those seas and dominates them and brings order to them so that there might be an earth worth living on. That spirit, that breath of God, that grace of God that brings order and peace and life to this world and its chaotic storms and waters, that's Jesus in this story. Jesus is living his dominance over nothingness, over chaos, over the storms of life, over the waters that roil our lives. Jesus is showing forth and revealing indeed his very divinity, his grace, the grace of God, the power of God, the very life of God, the spirit of God, and its power to dominate the powers of evil of this world. That's the image that every good Hebrew who knew his scriptures would automatically hear and see with their imaginations upon hearing this story of Jesus walking over those chaotic and stormy waters. So we have Jesus showing forth his divinity out of love for his disciples. But we have more than that even. Jesus' voice, when he speaks to those disciples, do not be afraid, I am here. That's a human voice. That's a voice that comes from a set of larynxes. It comes out of a human mouth. It's sounds and words that they understand. It's their language. It's human. And so Jesus is not just the divine spirit calming the waters of creation. Jesus is also the human being who speaks to them words of consolation and assures them that they are safe in his presence. And even more, you know, after goofy Peter decides he should walk on water too and come, you know, and he, I want to get out there and join you, Jesus. Jesus says, okay, come on, Peter. Peter immediately begins to sink. Of course, he's a knucklehead. We all know that. What does Jesus do with Peter? With an altogether human hand, flesh and bone and blood, a hand like ours, a hand equal to ours, Jesus reaches out and he takes Peter by his hand and he lifts him out of the stormy sea, saves him from drowning, and puts him back in the boat with a hand, a human hand, a hand like ours. And with his voice and with his hand, he shows to those who are listening closely that he is also a human being like us, that he has come down from his place in heaven 
He has sacrificed his glory so that he can be here with us as one of us, so that we can hear God's words in our own language, so that we can feel God's touch with our own flesh, so that we can be saved hand to hand when life gets to be too much for us also and we feel like we're drowning. That's the Jesus who's revealed in this story. So much more than just a jokey sort of magic trick, Jesus walking on water. It's Jesus because of his love for his disciples, saving them, calming the sea through his power as the divine one, but also saving them through his humanity, his voice, his flesh, his bone the very hand that soon enough will be pierced on a cross by a nail. That's who Jesus is for those who are caught up in the storms of this life, especially at the most dark moments of all when they are feeling like they are drowning. Jesus comes Jesus overcomes the powers of darkness and death. Jesus speaks simple words. Do not be afraid. I am with you. And Jesus reaches out his hand to us, his human hand, and pulls us out of the drink, pulls us out of the storm, and places us safely in the boat that he has given to us the boat of life, the boat of peace, the boat, most of all, of his love.